0: Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are here today recording episode 20 of the podcast. And with us today is our favorite guest podcaster. Jen! Jen's here! You probably (laughs) remember Jen from episode 10 when we talked about Hell's something... (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> Angel? No. no! It was the Serial Princess. Princess. Princess! Yeah. house Princess! <laughs> and right. And we had so much fun with episode 10,
1: we invited her back for episode 20. It's funny, though, because we kind of got the same kind of book yeah, we as did. episode 10. We definitely but, did. Yeah. So, okay. So, today we're here to talk about uh, Killers of the Flower Moon by... David Gran had to turn the book this time. Still that big sticker. (laughs) Right. Um, So this is a a true story um, about the uh, Osage tribe in Oklahoma. It takes place in about 1919 to about 1930-ish, maybe? Yeah. Um, And they call it the Reign of Terror. And this is where pretty much all the tribe has been... Killed in some fashion or another. And um, it's the beginning of the FBI. J. Edgar Hoover makes an appearance. And um, so it's kind of the birth of the FBI type of thing. And we'll go into more detail later. But
0: pretty much that's the premise. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. And... um, Moonshine is referenced a lot in this book. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, what better way <laughs> to to uh, discuss the book than to consume some moonshine of our own? Today's cocktail uh, doesn't really have a name, but we'll tell you what's in it. Um, it has Old Smoky moonshine, which uh, all you longtime listeners probably recognize as our favorite brand of moonshine and moonshine flavored <laughs> products. Um, Old Smokey, if you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) we'd love to place an ad for you. Um, But we also have uh, lemonade, simple syrup, um, the moonshine cherries, because of course we do. My favorite. Okay. Lemonade, simple syrup, moonshine, cherries. And lemonade. And wait, did I say that? Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. And it's rimmed with sugar <laughs> because oh, why right. not? Right. And uh, credit for this one goes to Jen. This is why we like having her on the podcast, everybody, because she did the research <laughs> for the cocktail. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not the only reason. But she did do the research. And so we're going to take a sip of this one right now. Cheers to episode 20, everybody. Cheers. And it's
1: really tasty. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. The sugar side. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I do like the old smoky hunch punch, but this is a little less like fruit punchy. Mm-hmm. It's a little less sweet. Um you could you could dump this into one of those 5-gallon <laughs> dispensers yep. and have yourself a day.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I I looked up actually how to mix it because mm-hmm. it's kind of a made up cocktail yeah. type of thing. Um and it was half and half half lemonade and yeah. half moonshine. Which usually it's like a shot of. shot of, yeah. and then the rest of. But no, this is half and half. For a delightful day, it said. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they're not wrong. I bet, I bet. They're not wrong. <laughs> uh,
0: inspiration for this recipe came from a website called Bluegrass Bites, but we had a little trouble like accessing the entire thing. So based on the ingredients, we tweaked it and made it our own. We left so. off the mint and something else. Right. <laughs>
2: so, and for yeah. anyone else who is like thinking about this old smoky brand, this was, I think, White Lightning. It's, I don't know if that's just original. Oh, I was going to say, I is that like just, it's probably just it Or is that like an extra pizzazz in there that we know. might
1: not be aware there of? There <laughs> one with pickles in them. There was black. There were all kinds of flavors. So this is white lightning. So the yeah. cherries in there are the ones that are soaked in the moonshine. Oh. So if you eat the cherry, it's going to be very moonshiny. We will get to that for <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Pleasant surprise.
0: <laughs> it is a very pleasant surprise. <laughs> it's different from your regular maraschino cherry. Right. I have five of them in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> still yeah, I haven't started on those yet. <clears throat> okay, so all right, so before we get to killers of the Flower Moon Kelly, what are you reading right now? I you know okay, I just finished this book at 445
1: so <laughs> which is about what two hours ago maybe so nothing okay right now I will be I will be reading and hopefully it won't take me as long this summer as it did last summer. took me six months. But um, I'm going to start the Mary Kay Andrews book, The Newcomer. Yeah, just um, out. Just out um, last week, May 4th, I think it was. Um, so I'm going to start that. It's my first summer read. Okay. Last year, summer, it took me six months. Mary Kay, if you're out there <laughs> listening and you want to share this podcast, we love it. I promise it'll take me three days. I'm going to be sitting on a beach.
2: <laughs> Jen, how about you? I um, just started, a. see, I don't have good reads in front of me. I don't remember what it's called. But I just started a book about, a fiction book about the satanic panic of the 80s called like um, The Children in the Well or something. I don't know. I was walking by our new shelf and it showed a bunch of little kids looking down over a pentagram. And I was like, (laughs) that looks hilarious. (laughs) I'm going to read that. So it's flashback. I just started it. It flashbacks between a little boy and his mother in 1983 and then a school teacher in 2013 and they're... Not the same name, so I don't know. I don't know the connection yet. Um, And then I'm going to read Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keefe, which I can't wait. I read Say Nothing earlier this year, the one about Northern Ireland, and it blew me away. So I'm really on a nonfiction. Like I don't think of myself as a heavily nonfiction reader particularly, but between this one and then Empire of Pain, which is about the Sackler, the opioid crisis and the Sackler family that just Um, came out. They developed
0: oxycontin right yes yes
2: which i could literally care nothing about (laughs) but he's such a good author that i will check it out okay yeah
0: Yep. And you? Um, I am reading Our Darkest Night by Robson, I think, is the author. It's yet another World War II fiction book. Oh, <laughs> Because I can't stop. I love World War
1: II. Same. I know, you're World War One. I. I know. Yeah. I kind feel of like everyone writes about World War II, but please go ahead.
0: No, they. It, well, there's a million. Yes. 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 And yeah. actually, I just had to return. I didn't get to reading Eternal by Scott, Scott Alini, right? Is yeah. that how you say her last name? I so. uh, because I ran out of time. And um, so I have that to put back on my list too. But yeah, I just finished Killers of the Flower Moon not too long
2: before <laughs> Kelly did today.
0: So, uh so that's what I'm reading. Oh, and for book club, for neighborhood book club, we're reading The Life List. Um which is not lighthearted, but is it's supposed to be um a a young woman, maybe she's maybe she's just turning 30. Her mother dies and in order to inherit the mother's estate she gives she makes her do this like list of things that she made at 14 and they were like life goals or you know not a bucket list but like things she wanted to do and as a 30 year old some of them are kind of difficult because they were like make giant life choices like what to be and for a career and whatever so but i think it's like uh how can your how would your life be different if you had made different choices kind of book so we have that for book club as well so
1: that sounds familiar who's the author you would ask me that. I know, okay. No, I'll go look it up.
0: That sounds really familiar. I it's in the Books to Go yeah. collection. Oh. It's okay. purple. It's got a really pretty cover. Oh.
1: <laughs> like flowers uh, so, or something. If <laughs> I come up and ask you in the library, yeah, I'd like a purple, a book with a purple cover and yeah. really pretty
0: flowers. That's one of them. that one be like yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Or a Viola Shipman. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. Right.
0: So right. anyway, so not a lot right now, but that's, yeah, that's where I'm at, so... Um, Okay, so we've covered the drink. We've covered what we're reading. It's time to do our 3-2-1 spoiler alert. And go.
1: All right. Okay. (laughs) Let me just tell you, I had a really, really hard time with this book. I did. Um, I don't know if I just couldn't focus or whatever, but I just until the third part, I was like disengaged. But the third part is I find the, I think there was too many characters. I couldn't remember all the characters. I could not remember the woman's family, like okay. all the sisters. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out who they were and how everybody tied into each other. I don't know. It was just, it was very confusing to me. However, I lo- like the story. I mean, the story was, well, it's a true story. It's a very sad story. Yep. Ugh, it was so a very sad story. I mean, and it didn't hit me until I was reading the end of it. And I thought, oh, jeez. But um, anyway. But I feel like it was like the... Some of the parts in there were really gross in the beginning where Mm -hmm. uh, it was like the other book that we all three Mm -hmm. talked about. I felt like... Princess. Yeah. I remember the title now. Yeah. I don't know. It was... I just thought, oh, holy cow. There was one part where they took the animal hide and they did something and they rubbed the oil on... Do you remember that part? They took... Yeah. (laughs) They killed the... What, so do you remember that part? They took the oil from it and they rubbed it on something. And I'm
2: like, oh, God. I think I remember more with the, the skull and the yep. brain and the bodies they it found the, five days later and yeah. looking for the bullets in the brain with a stick. Yeah, it was yep. kind of gross. <laughs> the dead bodies were the part that I. <laughs>
1: well, right. because they did the autopsy right there out in the open. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway,
0: we should give them the premise of the story. Sure. Because,
1: right. <laughs> so yeah. I'll let you start. Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah. Well, like you, I wish or I had a hard time like remembering who was who. And my tip to you, listener, if you have not read this book yet, is start yourself a little list while you're reading it with jot down the names because I'm not kidding. I feel like there were a hundred people in this book. Some of them were only mentioned like two or three times, but like chapters apart. So it was I felt a little bit difficult to keep track of who was who. Yeah um but ultimately uh this is a story of um the osage tribe in oklahoma were give, they weren't given were they given land is that right well they were kicked out of kansas right and exchanged for this, this this shitty land oh, right sorry. this land that was unattractive <laughs> right. and but turned out to be a gold mine in that it had oil fields underneath and they knew that before they signed
1: you think they did, did they? yeah it did say in there they they had uh that's why they made them put in mineral rights because they oh, discovered oh, okay. it yeah, Okay, yeah, um like very early on before and they didn't tell anybody okay that's the one part i do remember okay. from, the <laughs> <beginning>, <laughs> from the beginning from the beginning um was I'm glad that you did because yeah, i didn't recall that no and they um yeah they had it written in that they get the mineral rights because everybody thought the land was like a piece of crap yeah. And, and the it. top of the land kind of was a piece of crap. Right. Right. That's why they <laughs> called right. it, what do they call it, the underground
0: reservation? Isn't that what they kept um, calling yes. it? Yes. And so, the the people who were part of the Osage tribe were, um, they were given, like, a portion of the land, like, in a deed. And, but in a lot of cases, they were also, like, deemed. Oh, my God, this one's um, so Oh, so so angry deemed incompetent and un, un, unable to like manage their own land and money, money and, and right. whatever and so um they were being taken advantage of left and right by the by the non-osage people in these towns that were popping up around the oil derricks and so where am i going with this so then osage is People start turning up dead under suspicious circumstances, and we're we're on in this book focusing on the family of a woman named Molly Burkhart, and Molly is one hundred percent Osage, is married to a white man with powerful connections in town, um, and has siblings and a mother who also live nearby. Molly does, yes, Molly does, and um so we find out early on that Molly's sister Anna they f- they find her decomposing in a corpse right. in a ravine right maybe we should have spoiler alerted this part at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> this part gets a little iffy um They find her decomposing corpse in a ravine, and yes, ultimately, the two doctors and I'm gonna put that word in air quotes the doctors Mm -hmm. shown brothers, yes, are called out, and they do. They and but like a whole crowd of people follows them out to this site, just like Hell's Princess again, thereby, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, contaminating this entire crime scene, Mm -hmm. and they perform again in air quotes an autopsy Mm -hmm. on this this person. And everything's really suspect. Like, she's obviously been shot in the back of the head, but they claim there's no bullet, and someone takes a part of her skull to examine later, and um, everything's just, like, a little fishy. But they they wrap it up, they bury Anna, and bad things continue to happen to Molly's family. One by one, her relatives, both immediate and in-law, start getting picked off, it seems like. So, yes, so the descriptions of the corpses gets specific. (laughs) Pretty ranked. It really does, yes. Yeah. So, if you are at all squeamish about dead bodies, (laughs) this is not the book for you. Not at At all. Yeah. Part three. You could read part three, probably. (laughs) Part three. A bit about the FBI's process. Right. Well, you know, you talk about the skull, because in part
1: three, you know, when the ending, like, how many years later? The, the the skull of Anna is returned to oh yeah it's where like, she's buried you know finally. because they kept it for like eighty years or something yes yeah they somebody had it and they just found it uh-huh. and and they buried <laughs> it back with her body it's crazy it's crazy crazy yeah.
2: yeah yeah I will concur with Kelly I started listening to this on audio and probably got what was the equivalent of like sixty pages in and I was like I don't know who anybody is anymore. And so while I really did like the book, I when I finally got back around to it, I started over reading it from page one again. So I like the first 60 or so pages because I thought maybe it was part of it was listening to the audio and not being completely focused. Um, But no. um, So I did find that there were maybe some characters that didn't, or real people that didn't need to be introduced along the way, whether they were detectives or FBI agents or some extraneous family members. I don't know if the author just wanted to get everybody in because everyone was important, but I felt like it made it a little confusing from the get-go. You know how some books, if you don't read it all in one tight spot and you try to come back to it a week later, you don't remember? So I think if you're going to read this, you should definitely, it's not not a slow read. I mean, it can be a fast read, Um, but you just need to sit down and commit to it because otherwise... Who's, who are the siblings, who are the sisters and especially with the women who have different last names uh-huh. it gets to be a little a little confusing. Um, I will say I like the fact that at least beginning like any good mystery you don't know um, nobody is presented off the bat as being particularly innocent or particularly guilty uh-huh. The facts at least initially are very much like these are who these are who these people are and how they're related and, and how they're reacting. Um, so it was as it played out, it felt more organic as things started to be revealed where you weren't like, there's nothing frustrating." more frustrating than reading a book or watching a movie. And then you're like, well, that's the bad guy.
1: Right. <laughs> well, there was
2: none of that. No. Yeah, clearly, no. that's the bad guy. Even though your part of your brain is going, mm, a bunch of natives and a bunch of white people with power. Well, I mean, come on. Your brain was like, no, these are good guys. <laughs> mm,
0: right. <laughs> womp womp. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know, we should say, that how the FBI gets introduced, it's yep. because... It was tried to be cases were tried to be solved on the state level or the county local level. Right. Like the sheriff. And it wasn't getting anywhere because there's just all kinds of corruption going on. Right. And then so then it went to the state level and that wasn't getting anywhere either. And then it goes to the federal level. And it took a while even at the federal level because there's just. So much corruption and blockage going on. I mean, it was crazy corruption. I mean, yep. it's like the whole state of Oklahoma was yep. involved.
0: In
1: <laughs> at one point, it felt like it. Yep, <laughs> was involved in corruption. It was just blocking and blocking. After you know,
2: well, it makes you wonder. So, the, the, one of the things that blew me away at the beginning is how wealthy this tribe was.
0: In fact, yes. somewhere in there, they
2: talked about that that as a as a per, per capita, as a group, or as a nation. I guess they were the wealthiest. People in the world mm-hmm. because of their mineral rights. And because yeah, of because the oil. I
1: think their royalty, at one point back in the day when they first, it would have been equivalent to, I thought it was like $800,000 in today's.
0: Oh, like the payment they were getting yes, every month? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were getting monthly
2: oil yeah. payment oil payments for the, from the groups, people, whomever was, from the federal government, but for the people yeah. who had the rights because they weren't mining their own land. No, no. no. It was like leased out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I just kept thinking, if. If they didn't have this money, even though there was horrible amounts of racism against Native Americans, if they didn't have this money. I don't think there was what this would have been. This no. would have never gotten to a federal no, level. No. The because, only reason no. it got elevated. Well, I don't know why they're not finding anything. I don't know why they're not selling because these these people had money and they could send envoys to Washington
1: like poor folks can't do that. <laughs> well, and, the, you know, the the thing was because they had this money, they had to pay for their own investigation like yeah, they crazy. were charged by the federal government nobody else would ever be charged by the federal government to come solve self- no. crimes yeah right you're yeah. all being murdered well pay us and we'll figure it out yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. exactly <laughs> yeah and you know they had guardians too oh,
2: make me so mad.
1: like you say they were they were considered incompetent to manage their own money so they had to have a white person white man generally right mm-hmm. yep. to be a guardian of them and they couldn't spend their money the way they wanted to because they were considered incompetent. So
0: um, so the white person spent their money for them. I think Seriously. Or yes. like charged them to use it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They would buy something and then charge them an exorbitant like yeah. charge to get it to them or yes. whatever. Yeah.
2: I have two sticky notes this whole entire book and one says what? <laughs> the actual fuck. <laughs> and it is literally where it says the Osage with Indians with guardians were restricted so they couldn't even spend their own money. There was no. a partner. Not only were they deemed incompetent and somebody else was put in charge of their money, who wasn't a family member or a relative. Nope. Then they were told they couldn't even choose how to spend it. Uh-huh. So they were living sometimes later in the 20s, not in poverty, but like they couldn't, they had to take loans. Oh my God, it makes me so angry. They right. had to take loans from other white people yep. to pay for their stuff because their guardians wouldn't let loose their money because they didn't think they were spending it wisely. And
1: the loan was like 10 to 50% that they had to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was crazy. Crazy. I was so angry. <laughs> yeah, I read that part out loud to my husband. I was like, You have to hear this. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me just read you this page. Right. Yeah. Um so let's talk about one of those evil people <laughs> in William Hale. <coughs> William Hale. Oh, he's the king of the OC. Mm-hmm. He's great. Right. Looking yes. out for him. So that that's what we're led to believe through the duration of part one of this book is that William Hale is really like he's everyone's friend. He wants to help solve these crimes. He wants to know who's murdering all these people. And oh, oh, before we get to that, let's talk about the house that blew up. Oh, so. <laughs> so after Molly's sister, Anna, is executed by, you know, whoever we don't know yet. Um, then Molly's sister, Rita. Oh, wait, can I just interject? Yeah. Um, well, then her mother gets
2: yes. suspiciously sick. Mm-hmm. And her younger sister has died before the book started. Yes. Who was the healthiest and the youngest and who just got sick and died right Right.
0: then anna gets shot then anna gets shot then their mother gets sick and dies yep okay sorry and then (laughs) and then rita and her husband bill are in their house at night they've just crawled into bed and are drifting off to sleep when the entire house explodes and every but but remarkably when they're talking to people who were witnessing this everybody was like we knew immediately what it was. Like this, it was this big sound and people felt it all over the place. And they looked out and saw this house on fire. They knew exactly what had happened because something, you know, yes, something suspicious was going on. And a lot of people were dying under these suspicious activities. But like later on, you found out that people were like, we, yeah, we knew that it was Bill's house who blew up because he made Hale mad or whatever. Okay. So anyway, so William Hale comes in, he's, he's hiring investigators and he wants to bring people to justice and whatever. And And then ultimately, he is tried and convicted and sentenced for the death of another member of the Osage tribe. They never really could prove that he was involved with the house blowing up, but like more and more circumstantial evidence piles up and all arrows point to Hale
2: and his his network. And his nephew (laughs) is Ernest Burkhardt. Yes. Molly's husband, and his other nephew is Brian Burkhart, mm-hmm. the last person seen with, with Anna. Anna. Right. Right. But Brian isn't really considered a suspect because, well, Bill Hale, they were hanging out. Was it Bill Hale? Somebody's parents. All I know is that everybody who was given alibis for everybody at the beginning... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was in on it, which you don't know in the beginning. But right. you're like, oh, well,
1: I guess that takes him out of the running. No, no. Yeah. And you know what struck me about that? Because I, like I said, just finished <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> ending. So that's the most fourth front thing in my mind. But um, so Ernest Burkhart has two children. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were supposed to be Molly and the two children were supposed to be at Rita and oh. Bill's house. Yep. Ernest knew what was going to happen and he was going to let them go. Like he knew that they were mm-hmm. going to go spend the night at uh Their and aunt's Bill's house. house. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then uh, the son ended up having an earache or something and just didn't go. So it was like fate. And I just remember the uh, grandson? Yes. Granddaughter, something like that. Granddaughter. Yeah, Margie or something. Yeah. Oh, so the granddaughter's, which would been. The father of the granddaughter would have been Ernest's yeah. son. He was Cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, James. Yes. Yes. James Bur A little bit. Yeah. Had to live with the fact that he knew his father uh, was, knew he was going there and was willing okay with him. Willing to let him die. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. <sighs> just like. I just want to interject with this. The. This is what we're talking about with all the people, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't even remember who these very specific things are. just finished the book. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> because, because there's a lot of people. They're all real. They are all important.
1: They were. Well, a lot of them are, are they? Well, some of them are, but.
0: Well, and to your point a few minutes ago, Jen, when you said that you don't know if the author was just trying to get everybody in the book because, like, everyone was involved. I think when you get to part three of this and you find out that, like, the Tom White who happened who ultimately was one of the like investigators the agent that yes. well not the FBI yet but the investigative agent is out there and he's He's sad that like all the people who helped build this foundation for the FBI aren't getting they're not getting any credit for this. They're not getting mentioned. They're being lost to history. People are dying. He said some of them are dying in poverty. Some of them are dying completely unknown. So I'm wondering if that was the authors. Uh, what's his name? David Grand's like nod to that, which was, all right, we're going to put names in here. But everybody who was involved is going to get a mention because sure. Tom White was so worried that everybody was going to get forgotten.
2: Yeah. yeah. And Tom White is the as Jacqueline said, the investigator before it's the FBI that is setting from the federal level to buy Hoover, like, in very strict order. I don't know anything about Hoover, but I, as clearly he wanted the FBI to have a good name or what this investigation this or arm to start off with good PR. And and so Tom White is the guy sent in. And you meet, again, all of these other investigators that are going undercover. And this is like halfway through the book. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, more people? Right. right. <laughs> and and they are, to a certain extent, more or less important. But they are also some of them you don't hear from again. So I can totally see that, yep. especially with some of the Osage, too. Part of you is like, why do we need to know all these people? Well, because they're forgotten. And they were the victims. Yep. Even if they weren't the victims, like they weren't murdered, right. but they were the, the tribal victims of mm-hmm. this thing, which, by the way, did you learn about this in school? No,
0: not at all. No, no. I didn't
2: learn about this mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. And this is like blew my mind that just like with Tulsa, just like, apparently well, Oklahoma. And, you know, and, and to do, right. I think
1: at the end of the book, they did talk. The third part. They did talk about that. It's like most the rest of the country has forgotten this story, so to speak, except for Osage County, you know, because they don't want to forget, you know. Right. But it yeah. was in like a newsreel. I mean, the way they talked about how this was on national newspapers, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. There's the couple's. there's a couple things they mentioned, like the FBI story. It, there's a snippet in that movie. I haven't seen that movie. Have mm-hmm. No, Nope. Nope. Um, oh, yeah, with Jim, Jimmy Stewart or something? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's supposed to be mentioned in that. And I thought there was a book. That was written about it. Well, they
0: tried to write one. Well, yeah. And then it didn't get published, so a fictionalized version got oh, published. Oh, that's it. The yeah.
1: fictionalized version. So that would be interesting. Just to...
0: Yeah. But yeah, Hoover
2: didn't want to give any shout-outs to any of these early agents no. either. Which was another heartbreaking thing at the end. Right. That these early agents who, for all their failings, um, really tried to come through. Um, right. and. Hoover was just like, it was all about me. Yeah, <laughs> or at least that's well, what it
1: sounded like. Right. And um, yeah. But was, you know, the other thing was, is like, I think when the investigation was happening with Tom White, there were, I think it said there were like 24, like during his time of the investigation, there were 24 deaths that he was murders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. investigating. Him. Yeah. He was investigating. But then when the author goes back and, and looks through the evidence and Yes. Compiles everything. It turns out it was like happening. There's like hundreds, yep. hundreds of them, and starts before 1919 and goes past whatever date that Tom White was investigating. Because mm-hmm. once they put Hale in jail, they thought, okay, that's that was it. it. And yeah. that turns out to be this whole bigger conspiracy. Like I said, the whole state of Oklahoma. That's Every kind of a white man. Yeah, that's kind a of woman. a
2: woman. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the big reveal at one point where it's like, you know, you, you, you meet this family, you hear about these murders, and then it really delves into the minutiae of this family and the birth of the FBI. And, it, and this one investigator, which is, fan, it makes for a great story, it but it was when the author comes back in the third part and he sort of goes back and revisits how many people died under mysterious circumstances without, and it wasn't, they weren't connected to Bill Hale at all. No, So not. this wasn't, Bill Hale may have been a mastermind of a portion of these and he was very powerful and his his nephews were apparently terrified of him. It sounds like he was a real dick. <laughs> yeah. But he was just one of the people doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Bill Hale could pull this off with with all of these people, then anyone could murder any one person and inherit all of the I mean, they couldn't inherit what they couldn't inherit their actual minimal minimal rights, but they what was it that they or they changed the law at the end.
0: I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I, because they they could inherit the head rights. Oh, yes. Right. But you, but several people, like several of the Osage, tried at the last minute to change their wills. And so they, it wasn't going to their non Osage married relative, you know, married into families or whatever. They were trying to keep those, those rights within the tribe. But um, often they were mysteriously killed by something before they could or make that change.
2: The lawyer and doctor visit them on their deathbed in the hospital. Right.
0: right. And asked the
1: nurses to leave. Well so even the method stuff. The methodical thought process for the Molly Burkott's family, for instance, like there was an order that they
0: killed mm-hmm. the sister and Oh, that was terrifying to read.
1: Yeah. I mean there was a specific order yeah. because they killed the one sister first because if they killed her, both of her or something I
0: All of her stuff went to one person. What happened? Okay, I think... Is it Rita and Bill you're talking about? Or the one that... It's the first one. Anna. No, Rita. The one that's dead before the book
2: starts. Or who's the one that... There's one that's dead before the book starts. Okay. Yeah, there's one. Yeah.
0: Hers hers went to Lizzie, the mother, right? And then Lizzie's went to... I don't know. The the first
2: sibling who's already dead and Anna, when they died, since they weren't married, their money went to Lizzie, who was the mom. And then it would come to Molly. Rita's... If Lizzie died first then yes. everything would have been spread out right. amongst all three daughters. For, for what th- yeah, three daughters, yeah. three li- living daughters. So, the, yes, the, the two daughters that weren't married had to die first. Yes.
0: And then they said that if, if Rita died, everything would go to Bill. Or if they died together. And if they died simultaneously. Simultaneously. Which... Right. And which they didn't. It should be a giant but red flag. Which they didn't because, because they, they were supposed right. right. So the, I, the idea was forgot. that they were supposed to. And then he right. lived a few extra days. And so everything went to him. So a lot of her money went to his family or whatever. Right. But yeah, just the like, who sat down and plotted okay. this out? I mean, seriously, it takes a lot of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, a lot, and and like the coldest blood ever yes. running through your veins. Because, I mean, you're you're writing down people's names, you know, on this terrible flow chart of evil. Do you know what I'm like? Well, right. That's,
2: yeah. Well, that's what it comes back to. Like when people don't see other people as human, when people see other groups, when they mm-hmm. other when they other groups, it just allows people to think and do terrible things because well they're they're less than us they're
1: inhuman whatever and greed greed it's all power and greed power and greed greed. i mean it was all like they didn't have the right to that they didn't deserve that you know whatever it's it's all about greed um well and the cockiness that bill hale has you get into the second chapter
2: which is is it the second chapter that's about so that's blur to me well (laughs) i think that's where we get to the the trial, which is, again, just like our first book that we discussed together, where all the murders uh-huh, happen, in the second different half different of the book. It's all the trial. Oh, right. I, didn't get to that. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Feels
0: like it's on track. It's like yeah. day, I'm pretty sure
1: you picked both of these. I did not pick Cal's
2: Princess. No, I did. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did pick
0: it with Jen in mind, though. OK. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to read like nicer
2: things. But when, yeah, when they get to the trial, um, he's um, so cocky
1: because I, oh, it he just yeah. sat comes, there and it be
2: fine it comes back to Kelly's point about like they bought everybody mm-hmm. so when you're wealthy and white mm-hmm. and male and I'd like to say in the 1920s but that you, shit hasn't stopped no <laughs> you don't feel like there's any you, there's no impunity and they even say that because isn't he the one that's put to um, he doesn't they're not put the, the death death penalty oh, you know, go to yeah. prison
1: they go for life but he go to life, 20, 20 years
2: because even the white jurors couldn't they could punish him for murder, but they couldn't take his life for killing an Indian. Right. Yes. Yes. They, his his life was worth more than the Indian lives that he. Ah, oh, it was just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
0: So infuriating. Well, and going back to what you said about how it was super widespread, and this this was happening like all over the county, all over the state. Um, and I think in here they said, you know, his might have been like the bloodiest and longest running con like this but it was going on everywhere but it kind of makes you wonder like if if all these other things were being ignored until Mr. Grant unearthed these archives in the early 2000s and started going through them and started putting these pieces together like if there hadn't been 24 in his terrible network would anyone have noticed and that's awful to even think about like all these people died under circumstances that were highly unusual or suspicious or whatever the case is. And would the FBI have been involved if it hadn't been so many? And that's... Or so, like I said, wealthy, I mean, they're right. Native Americans, but they had money. Right. Which is just heartbreaking to even think about. Because so much of what is happens in Part 3 is him reaching out to these relatives, yeah, you know, distant, distant yeah. relative, or yes, descendants, thank you, of these families. And they've been carrying this for decades, yeah. right? They've, you know, uh, he's no he's, closure. There's no, absolutely no closure. He's speaking to Margie Burke. was it Margie Burke or the Vaughn family? I can't remember. And he's telling, no, oh, the Vaughns, right? And the Vaughns, real quickly, their, their relative was an actual investigator, pre-FBI,
2: yep. right? He, he was an attorney. He was an attorney that was sent and he was found thrown off a train. Yes. Sorry.
0: And... No one, no one ever figured out who threw him off that train either. And so, so he's talking with later family members of the, of Mr. Vaughn and, and he puts together what he thinks happened based on reports and who saw these people where and whatever. And she's, you know, 50 or 60 years later, she's openly weeping on the phone going, thank you for this. This has been with our family forever. And you're the only one who's ever bothered really to put it together, which is flabbergasting. Like.
2: And the fact that when he goes through the stuff, all the information was there. Yeah. But because those were state officials and county officials, they just never found anything. Right. Well, he found stuff. They just neglected to ever make a case out of it because they were all bought off. And when the FBI gets involved, they're focused on the Burkhart case. They're Mm -hmm. focused on Hale. So these other murders that have happened tangentially that we hear about in the beginning of the book that don't directly tie to Bill Hale's case yeah they were investigated, but they were investigated by kind of bought off, yeah, like, that never report, you know, so you, yeah, when you find out like, oh, yeah, all the people on the train were all the people that are, yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's it's, probably what happened. like, right. oh, oh shit, <laughs> right.
0: so okay. yeah, it is the the end of this is is very, I mean, it's it remains tragic because these families are just they just don't have the, yeah, like you said, the closure that they've been looking for right. and and as more and more of them, you know, pass on, the stories get more and more distant and and they're all worried about everything being forgotten. That yes. was a sad theme in this one. And
1: the um, uh, Cowboy and Elizabeth, which is Ernest Burkhart and Molly Burkhart's children, it said at one point that they were ostracized by the tribe because of what their father mm-hmm. did, you know, killed, you know, was part of killing so many people. And yeah. you have to you have to say that he confessed Ernest finally oh, so Ernest finally, kind of yeah. finally confessed because of his role. And so I don't think he, he didn't, he didn't really kill anybody, but he knew what was going to happen. And he and didn't so try he to was, stop anything. Yeah. He right. didn't try and stop anything. And he might've been like a note passer
2: or a information yeah. passer. Yeah. yeah. He was um, complicit. Bill and Rita, which was his <laughs> yeah. sister-in-law.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, because of who their father was, They were ostracized by the the tribe, so made it very difficult.
0: Well, and even before that, there was this really sad visual early earlier in the book of Molly when they're at the trial. Oh yeah, where Ernest is being tried alongside Hale, right? Mm -hmm. And she's sitting on a bench by herself, like no one's because. And and I think I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like she's been straddling two worlds, and now neither one of them wants anything to do with her because the. Osage can't believe that she brought this evil into their ranks. And the white people can't believe that she would dare accuse her white husband of doing these bad things. And like a poor woman couldn't catch a break. Right. Other than finally, when they stopped injecting her with insulin, that was not insulin and was in fact (laughs) poison. That that, that killed me. I think what you mentioned at the end is
2: that so many people died of, of it's poison. You know, it's one thing, murder, right. when, when you find a body that's been shot in the head yeah. or a house has been blown up. Right. But how many people that were young that died of, you know, illnesses over a couple of weeks that, you know, they're, right. they're, they're unexplained. They're not, they're not, they're not diagnosis, tuberculosis or a thing. It's like, right. they were, it, it was poison moonshine or it was, right. in, in Molly's case, you know, it killed me that all her family was dead. She was absolutely freaking out, living like cloistered in her house, wouldn't go to church anymore. But these doctors are coming in treating her diabetes with insulin like lady yeah, <laughs> don't right. let anyone put anything in no. your arm. and the minute she goes to the hospital and gets away from these doctors oh funny she's not feeling she so bad
1: well and yeah. at one point wasn't it strychnine isn't that what they were in somebody, somebody was talking somebody about was strychnine. Strychnine. and I and again I parallel back to Hells princess yeah. or whatever. It was arsenic, wasn't it? I gave I him so. a powder for his headache, and two <laughs> I mean, hours later he was I mean, dead. Like, I, I don't know. Like yeah. I, that was at the very beginning. I'm like, yeah. gosh, this is like just really like familiar. that book. <laughs> I have to say too, at the
2: at the end, one of the people who goes to visit is a um, I can't remember if she's a relative or not, but she runs the Osage Museum mm-hmm. and talks a lot about it. And there's the red, a red
1: red corn. Yes,
2: yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys have it in the paperback copies, but there's. a um, this, oh yes, this that, panoramic yes. picture that is apparently in in the museum that's also in the book. Where they cut him up, and there's a part that's cut out, mm-hmm. and it's in the, in the book. It's all the way to the left, mm-hmm. but it's um. What does she say? She's, and he asks what's why is that missing? And she said because the devil was in the photo. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's it's Bill Hale. Yep, yep. Which which gave me kind of a chill. I know. Um, a little less when you continue reading to the end and you find out how many people were probably murdered one off here there picked off by you know let me be the guardian the the, the guy who runs the bank let me be the guardian yes. the sheriff let me be the guardian you know i went to the state supreme court and they over you know whatever whatever nonsense that everyone was pulling
1: well um. when they looked at the guardians and they looked to see how many remember at the end oh they looked at the guardians and they okay out of the so if who, I was, all the people under this guardian how many of their how many of them had died? And so, like, it was like, okay, this person had, this one person was, uh, had seven people that he was looking out for their money, and six of them are dead. And this person had 10 people, and eight of them are dead. And this person had, you know, and it was just down, and that's, that's the chilling part of yeah. it.
0: If I'm only getting 20% of my job right, <laughs> I don't get to keep doing it.
1: And they weren't like... <laughs> like- but they weren't elderly mm. people. It's
2: not like these people were even Mm-mm. waiting until people got old. And that goes back to the whole there was no accountability. Everyone mm-hmm. was bought off. You could literally murder eight of ten people you were looking out for and have them be relatively young and nobody was going to be like, hey... So uh what's going on over there? Right.
0: <laughs> Nobody.
2: I know. They all knew. Isn't it weird? And so like, that
0: 6 of the people you're in charge of. Yes, are dead. So that Except that 4 of the people you're in charge tra- hmm.
2: Right.
1: It's like that Spider-Man
2: meme or oh, like right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so does that make you think that it was like did every guardian get together and say, "Hey, this is our plan?" <gasps> Well, there
0: was a well. Maybe that's the sequel to this book. Well, that's what they're going to discover. I don't know. I don't know. The only other thing I bookmarked. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, make it right there. Three. You never have to be sorry about bookmarking. <laughs> stuff. Um,
2: well, I can't believe these terrible people. <laughs> that's <all I> wrote. <laughs> there was a part where they talked about them getting together. The guardians. Well, d- when just they wrote the, town. the law, I feel when like. When they wrote the law, yeah. Um, Indian. Bi- I'm not going to read it. I don't remember what it was, but but. A group of traders and lawyers sprung up who selected certain Indians for prey. Yes. 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 Right. They owned all the officials. These men had an understanding with each other. They cold bloodedly said, you take so and so and so and so and so and so and I'll take these. And they selected the Indians who had full head rights and large farms. So they did get together Mm -hmm. with the old boys club and decided who was easy to pick off. Um, And that was the one where it was the lady who had the guardian that she had no more money to draw on, leaving her to raise her two children in poverty. So she had the money. But she had no more money that her guardian would give her. Right. And. uh, But meanwhile, he was
0: getting a fat salary. For helping her manage that. For who and her small
2: children, there was not a bed or a chair in the house. And when the widow's baby got sick, the guardian refused to turn over any of her money, though she pleaded for it.
1: Without proper food and medical care, the baby died. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there was another. Oh, my God. There was another woman that died of tuberculosis because the guardian wouldn't.
0: Take her to the doctor.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't loosen them or yeah. Wouldn't loose mm-hmm. up the yep. money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they they had the money, but the money was entrusted to the guardian. But the guardian then, it, why would they loose up the money to let that person get healthy? When if they die and they die of natural causes like
0: tuberculosis, I get all their money. Like how is that a system that? I'm yes. So no. But well, so I think David Gran uh, was doing his best to get through all of the archives that he found and was trying to get some of these families closer, which was really you know um, good of him is not the phrase but admirable yeah, right. that he was trying to help right. who he could um, we talked last time that we kind of this book was put back on our radar it's from 2017 or at least the paperback version was from them put um, back on our radar because we heard they're making this into a film so I uh, hope they do it justice same <sighs> because I yeah.
1: feel
2: this is like a story that everybody needs yeah yes well the good thing is is that it's Martin Scorsese and it's Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. So it will get a lot like, of attention. It'll get a lot of attention. Yep. It's just, will it get, will it be well done? Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, those actors certainly have the potential to have it be well mm-hmm. done. But a lot of things happen between when someone writes something. I right. think he's, in, I think he's one of the screenwriters. David oh, he? Oh, good. I think. I think I looked it up on IMDb to see okay. who all, because I wanted to know if when I finished it, who played everybody. Yeah. Um, Do you guys watch Breaking Bad? I watched some of it. I okay. love it. One of the actors in there plays Tom White. So. Okay. Oh, who is it? Uh, Jesse Plemons.
1: Oh! oh, he was oh I love Jesse Plemons! Uh, I'm thinking of ending things! Yes! Yay yes. oh, I, <laughs> okay, I
2: like that book. Not the movie so much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he plays Tom White. Okay. So, anyway, I thought I saw David Grant somehow involved. Good. Okay. So,
0: hopefully... That's good. That'll make it not suck. <laughs>
2: okay. Suck. Martin
0: Scorsese, a good filmmaker. So, we'll be looking for that. Yes. And... Maybe if we think of it, we'll come back with a review of the movie once it gets made in the podcast. Yes. All right. Any other final kind of thoughts on Killers of the Flower Moon? No. As as much as we kind of just how
1: disjointed and um, it's a it's a it's, it's a story that I think you, you should read. You need to read. Yep. It's yes. yeah. And I will say he, My only comment is
2: it's it's not even it's almost three hundred pages, um, with all this information. It could have been a 500-page book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whomever his editor is, even though there are lots of seemingly unnecessary names, they did a good job of taking the story and making it a a shorter book than it probably was when it was a manuscript. Right. You know, because that's something... That's a good point. A lot of nonfiction struggles with is like they try to get everything in and they don't ever pare it down. So, yeah. right. If Eric Larson had written this, it definitely would have yes. been
1: 700 pages. <laughs> yes. yes. And a lot so. more detail.
0: <laughs> so, if you um, are new to this story of the Osage murders or even if you're not and you just want a little bit more information, this is a, a good like jumping off point. But also, he delves into the archives a little bit at the end of the book. So, um, really for anyone unless you're squeamish. And then if you're squeamish, you're going to want to zip zip over the parts <laughs> that they do the describing of the of the crime scenes, right. but otherwise, well worth reading. Like you said, Absolutely. it was yes, a little a little all over the place in some parts of it, but well worth the learning that yes. you do while you're reading it. So Okay. Right. So we don't have a next book. No, we're on a little break. We're, we went out with a bang <laughs> tonight
2: with Jen <laughs> I, mean, I want to say thank you for inviting so. me back I love doing this, is a lot of fun so thanks, well ladies. it's
0: fun having you here so thank you for coming um, so yeah, we're going to be on a little bit of hiatus we're going to give you a chance to go back and listen to episodes 1 through 20 if you haven't caught up with us already try our cocktails Try the cocktails. We're still gonna get a, p- a post of our top five up on the blog, so that you can try those. You know, give those recipes a taste. Um, and so and part, then,
1: of, you know, part of the break is to read. Right. We're gonna for blog content because it's
0: hard. TBR pile. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. So, so look for that. So we'll be back. Uh, Look for us probably summertime, mid-summer. We're not going to give you a date just yet because we have some things to evaluate on our schedule. But but we'll be back with some more good stuff and some more good drinks for you, Um, you know, in a few weeks. We'll look weeks ahead. (laughs) We'll look weeks. Yes. Right. (laughs) And um, yeah. So go back to com to check out what's already there, to listen to the old episodes, or you can find them on iTunes or Google Play is the store, right? I, yes, mm-hmm. Google Play. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, and give those a listen. There's lots of books in there to choose from. And uh, thank you for listening to us tonight. Thanks, Jen, for being here. Thank Cheers one more time. Me. These moonshine drinks are going down are pretty very easy. Yeah, they are. So Surprisingly. Go get yourself some white lightning and some lemonade and cherries <laughs> and enjoy this. And we will talk to you again soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.